We're back with another episode of SDB in the Spotlight. Maria, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm excited for our guest today. I am too. So our guest today was our very first blogger two years ago. Can you believe it's been two years since we've I can't believe that. So we are still doing our Wednesday blogs. We have 42 posted right now by staff, students, and our community partners. So you can read our posted blogs by going to our website and clicking on the news tab. You'll find SDB blogs and you will find our SDB podcasts. You but, will. But I was going to say, before we begin the introduction of our guest, I hope we have everyone intrigued. Maria, can you share a few stories about our students and staff? Thank you, Monica. I want to take a little bit of time to talk about the recent graduation that Blake Memorial High School hosted to celebrate students involved in the Craftsman with Character program. So these students were Aiden Armao, Dustin Foss, Armando Gonzalez, Khalif Hobson Thompson, Curtis McAllister, Mitchell Stuzzi, and Trinity Winfield. So they're involved in the um, Craftsman with Character program, which is actually pretty interesting. Students spend about four days um, of the week job shadowing and immersing in work um, while gaining knowledge about a trade. So this is in collaboration with some um, area businesses, mm-hmm. including, and then organizations as well. So that's Blackhawk Technical College, the City of Beloit, CCI, Frito-Lay, Scott Forge, and the Morse Group. So they do this um, with these organizations and then the remaining day they engage in classroom instruction where the students actually explore life goals and they're encouraged to um, recognize their unique gifts and talents. So it's truly an amazing program and it's I think the first time it's done outside of the community of Edgerton. You are correct. And also the um, founder of this, Dr. Haytag, um, is hoping go national with it but we were the first city outside of Edgerton and I'll say school district that like embraced this and ran with it yeah we embraced it and we collaborated with the correct partners and with everybody was just on board to help our students um, experience this so we look forward to continuing it next year as well and Maria you were there for the graduation I was yeah how was it to see those students um, get that recognition plaque an award. I think they were just so happy and their families too were so happy that they had this opportunity for their students. So it was great to see. Just another way in which our high school continues to push forward with initiatives and opportunities that prepare our students for career, college, and community. Correct. I would like to talk about another one that's happening with our littles at the elementary school. So our district hosted their second annual learning walk, and this time it was at Gaston Elementary. Our community partners who were on that learning walk got to see the joy our students have in their music classes, the excitement our teachers bring to reading, and actually the foundation we are setting for our students to become experts in certain science topics. So I want to recognize Principal Fonda Lewis and her Gaston team, and then Teresa Mortek and her TLE team for making this happen. Uh, They were so happy to host this morning, and they usually last about three hours, with Nick DeMassis from the Beloit Public Library, Brenda Plackens from Welty Environmental, and Derek Carter from Hendricks Career Tech. They all were at Gaston for those three hours, a wonderful day. There's plans to do more learning walks. As I mentioned, this is our second one. So if you are listening to this podcast and you would like to participate in one of these learning walks, please reach out to the marketing department, that is 
myself and Maria. Yep. And we'll make sure to get you connected and um, in the queue to participate in one of these walks. So now I would like to introduce our guest today, Missy Beavers. Missy is the Executive Director of Pupil Services for the School District of Beloit. And as I said earlier, our very first blogger and now one of our podcast guests. Welcome to our program, Missy. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That's good. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your career with the School District of Beloit? Certainly. So... I've been, this is my 16th year in the school district of Beloit. Um, I moved here 16 years ago from Colorado, where I was an educator for 10 years. I started in the school district of Beloit as a teacher at McNeil Intermediate School. At that time, it was McNeil Middle School. And I think Maria went to McNeil, were you? I did back in probably 2008 or so around that time. So, so we might have been I in the started same building. 2007. <gasps> I was there 2007. Your paths crossed without knowing it. Without knowing it. Yep. And so after McNeil, I moved to the high school as a program manager. I was in an elevated position there. And then was there for about five years and transitioned to the West Side Intermediates when the school went through a reconfiguration. Um, Still as a program manager and was there for about another four or five years, and then went to oversee all of the elementary schools as a program manager. And then shortly after that, um, I became the executive director of pupil services. And here I am. You know, what's nice about that, though, you've been in the classroom. So working with students as a teacher, then as a program manager, also being at an intermediate middle school, you have a very broad background and perspective that you can bring to the table in your current role. Yeah, I have experience in K through 12 education and my undergrad is in elementary education. So and then you you have your master's in special education. And then I have my EDS um, in administration. And then, you know, you have to get an add on licensure to become a director. So I have that as well. Very good. One of the things I really like about working with Missy, and I'm going to tell you this, Missy, hope to not embarrass you, but it's true. You have a very nice way of having students, um, parents and guardians and staff um giving them a sense of belongingness. And I'm going to give an example of this. Like I did not know that January is national thank you month. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you made a point in a newsletter to call that out and to um, ask people to thank each other for their work and their roles. And you have a very nice way of doing that. I see it in your work. Um, Missy and I sit together on the um, same management team. Um, I see it when you work with your people. So I didn't want to let this moment go by without recognizing your commitment to everyone's sense of belongingness and and importance. So I think you're giving gratitude during things. Thank you, month. So good. Oh, for you. there we go. <laughs> there Missy's go. giving me both. I get. Do I get four <laughs> yes. four gold stars? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, can you go into a little more detail about your responsibility as an executive director of pupil services, and um, you know, share with us kind of the nuts and bolts of really what you are responsible for? Sure. So. The two big areas under pupil services are student services and special education. That's what most people would identify pupil services as. Student services, 
includes our counselors, our psychologists, our social workers, and our nurses. Mm. Um, So oversight of them and then special education, I mean, that's pretty self-explanatory. So um, I'm overseeing, you know, the legal compliance in those areas, really wrapping around the whole child area, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, there's other areas, you know, student records, enrollment, those types of things. But mm-hmm. really the bulk of my job lands with student services and special education. Which coming out of that pandemic and during that pandemic, there was such a heightened need for especially our nursing services and our counseling services. So you certainly had a heavy lift over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there an area of focus in your role that has been elevated or has become a priority in the last few years, especially with the pandemic? Yep. So piggybacking on what you guys have said, it's it. we've seen kind of a, a bigger need to wrap around the whole child, if that makes sense. So I think historically in education, we focus kind of on reading, writing and math. Right. And, um, you know, it's glaring that if we don't pay attention to the whole child and their social emotional wellness, um, they are not going to make the academic growth that we'd like to see them. So I think mental health um, has really come into our forefront, um, the social, emotional, um, and behavioral supports that we can provide students that has really become a focus for my department. So what kind of opportunities are you and your team bringing to address that focus? So most recently, um, right before the holiday, right before Thanksgiving, probably, um, we went into partnership with uh, an organization called Care Solace. Mm. Um, and Care Solace is um, a mental health care coordination um, organization um, that they aim to provide universal access for all. And what does that mean? Universal <laughs> access yep, for all. Yep. And so it's really taking the burden off of our uh, student services team and our parents to connect students, staff, and families with mental health care providers Hmm. outside of the school district. So instead of parents having to seek out um, uh, an outside counselor, an outside therapist on their own, making those phone calls, seeing who accepts their insurance, all of that, Mm -hmm. this care companion will do that for you free of charge. Free of charge. Mm -hmm. So- if we're hearing you correctly, anyone can have access to this. Um, certainly we have want to wrap our arms around our students and our families and staff, but there is a way for them to connect with Care Solus to get them the help they need. Is that correct? Correct. Uh, okay. Care Solus really is, their main focus is to remove all of the barriers that that people experience in trying to access these supports, such as navigating the insurance, Mm. um, language barriers, Mm. and they quickly connect. They're uh, 24-7, 365 days a year service. Wow. Again, free of charge. Okay, this does sound like a really... great initiative with you and working with your you and your team and you said you've kind of rolled it out in November what kind of feedback have you been getting and then how can our staff uh, and families who are just learning a bit about this take advantage of this program or platform so I'm gonna I might veer a little off from your question so the reason why we rolled it out um in November we did a soft rollout just Mm -hmm. with our um 
what we'll call our mental health team, which is okay. our school psychs, social workers and counselors and nurses, mm-hmm. um, because we know that during the holidays, there's an uptick in the needs mm, for mental yeah. health. So um, go back to your question. Again. Oh, gosh. So then how are families able to take advantage of this? Where can they go uh, to learn more about this? Certainly your team is sharing this information, yep. but are there other ways too? Yep. So uh, at the link to do a referral yourself um, will be on the School District of Light website. You can find it there. There's also barcodes around the schools oh, and on right. postcards that you can just scan and it'll take you right to the referral page. You can do a self-referral mm. um, for your for yourself, for a spouse, for your student or child, or... Um, a school team might reach out to a parent and say, hey, have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. And they could walk through the referral themselves as well. But it's a very user-friendly process. And because, you know, Missy, you have collaborated with Marie and I in marketing, well, we can let families know that that link and information is under our resources tab and our SDB family tab. Yes. And then you provided um, to us to these note cards that are at the in the front office of every elementary, intermediate, and the high school. And again, as you mentioned, that QR code's right there and they can click on it and it'll take them right to this platform. Right. And Missy, what about our Spanish-speaking families? Are they able to connect with CareSolis in their preferred language? So CareSolis is a multilingual um, platform and they have 200 language options um, for their users to access. And again, we mentioned the family way. And um, I, I do know that on those note cards too, Maria, you translated those. So yeah, they have note cards for Spanish speaking families to access um, all of that information. Yep. All of the fa- uh, the flyers and the family letters, everything will be in multiple languages. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So Missy, what do you really enjoy most about your job? <laughs> It kind of depends on the day, right? right. Um, I think for me, um, I mean, I I do enjoy coming to work every day. I think I've, you probably know that. I tell you that all the time. I love what you I do. do. I love the people that I'm surrounded by every single day. I think I have the best of both worlds because, like you said earlier, I was a teacher. I was in the classroom. Um, I like being able to still have access to the classroom mm. and the students mm-hmm. and the teachers. Um, And the schools, that's not totally taken away from me. So I like that I have that. I love um, having access to the community as well and being Mm -hmm. involved in in initiatives in the community and getting to know our community partners and then connecting them with our families in order to wrap around the students and then just (laughs) see that whole picture come together, right? Right. And I would say there are times when, you know, I'll go looking for you. I have a question. They're like, oh, she's out at McNeil or she's at Converse or Gaston <laughs> or the high school or, or Marie and I've ran into you out. And I, I, I do think you make an effort to really keep that connection between our schools, our families and um, the department you work with. So we appreciate that. If there was one thing that you would share, like, oh, my gosh, that might surprise somebody that falls under pupil services or something about your job they may not know. What what would that be? I don't think a lot of people know that I oversee safety and security 
Ah, that that would be true. <laughs> right, right. It, it doesn't always fall under pupil services, depending on the size of the uh, district. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it will fall under facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that's an area that I am fully immersed in. And, you know. We'll have to have, I, I think Ryan Turner, who is our safety coordinator, reports onto you. And mm-hmm. both of you have led some very good initiatives mm-hmm. within our buildings, outside of our buildings. It might be good for future podcasts to have you both on and, and talk about Yeah, that, that would be fun. That's that great. would be fun. We also like to ask our guests if there's one book they would recommend that everyone must read. Do you have any recommendations? You know, that's a tough question because I don't feel comfortable recommending something that everybody should read because in my opinion, if I can't relate to the text, I don't have any interest in it. And so, you know, I could recommend, I love Goodnight Moon as a children's book. Not everybody has kids, right? I could tell you, uh, I think everybody should read. That would be my recommendation. I could tell you two really good books that I've read lately. One is The, The Road, which is not a typical book I would read. It's by Cormac McCarthy. It's a post-apocalyptic story about. Oh, interesting. A, I, I would have never picked it up, but it was recommended yeah. to me. I couldn't put it down. It's the story of a father and son, and kind of how um, goodness prevails. So there's some. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. Um, and then I also recently read "Where the Crawdads Sing." <gasps> I know a lot of people really like that um, book. I would definitely recommend reading the book before seeing the movie. Um, but I have made a goal <laughs> this year to read. For pleasure more. Um, I did a lot of that over break and instead of staring at my phone or staring at Netflix yeah. or the TV. So that was really nice. I enjoyed that. So I have a goal to read. I, I won't tell you the number because. No, because that's for you. <laughs> right. But, but I love your two book recommended. Can you say the names one more time for our okay, listeners? Um, the first one is The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Mm-hmm. He, uh he, have you ever heard of No Country for Old Men, that movie? No. He, okay, he wrote that book too. Oh. Um, and the other one was Where the Crawdads Sing. I don't know who the author is of that one. I don't either. We can find it on Google somewhere. We'll find it on Google. <laughs> but Maria gave me a book to read over, um, well, what didn't turn out to be a, a trip for us mm-hmm. um, due to airport conflicts. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I am reading it. It's Jody Picoult's. Uh, I like oh, her. Yeah, it's oh my gosh, it's really good. This one has a twist. It has to do with a hospital and the birth of a baby. And so um, I'm not at the twist part yet. So I'll recommend another author for you, Colleen Hoover. I've been reading a lot of her lately. I think a lot of people, I mean, you can't find her books in the library because they're all checked out, but she's a good author. That's good to know. We'll add those to our list. Yes. Is there anything else that you'd like to share before we conclude our time with you, Missy? I don't think so. I don't really have anything. Well, we're not quite over yet. This is a surprise part. Uh, This is a surprise part of the podcast. Um, We are going to introduce you to either or rapid fire. And Maria is going to tell you the rules and I'm going to time. So there we go. So we're going to give you 10 options of either or. So you we're just going to give you two options. Decide which one you like. Don't think about it too much. Don't give an explanation. Just tell us which one you would pick. Okay. You have 30 <laughs> seconds, so Monica will keep track. Are you ready? I think so. Okay. Breakfast or dinner? Dinner. Vacation or staycation? Vacation. Skydiving or scuba diving? Neither. <laughs> Is that an option? <laughs> no. Early bird or night owl? Oh, uh, do I have 30 seconds? Yeah, you got go. Probably 
early bird. Not okay. too early, though. <laughs> okay, pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Hot coffee. Introvert or extrovert? I'm an introverted, extroverted introvert. <laughs> <laughs> Beach or cabin in the woods? Oh. oh. Some hard ones. I think cabin in the woods. Puzzles or board games? Puzzles. And then last, singing or dancing? Dancing. Oh, that's a good one. Hey, we may have to see some of those dance moves someday. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Right, there's a couple hard ones in there. Well, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. These 15 minutes went by far too yeah. fast. We'll have you back again. Yes, I would look forward to that. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today on our SDB in the Spotlight. We will be back next Friday with another episode.